Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. DraftKings is not only my favorite sports book, but all of America's top-rated sports book. And speaking of America, our top athletes are going to Tokyo to compete for gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer for all my listeners. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash out $100 in free credits if America wins any medal. That's right. 100 to 1 odds on any American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds is an offer that doesn't come around very often. In fact, one might say every two years. So sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, plenty of instructions for new users, and nearly limitless opportunities to get in on the action. Friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is July, everyone. We are in the throes of summer right now. The Stanley Cup finals are over. We're staring down the edge of the expansion draft, ladies and gentlemen. So how's everybody's blood pressure this week? Good? So far, so good? Good good to hear. It should be July 19th when this episode drops, and I just need to tell everyone... We are heading toward the month without hockey. It's that lovely time of year when it is the low tide of the hockey year, where it is nothing but seaweed and dead fish as far as the eye can see. There is just going to be a little trickling of schedules, a big signing here and there. But once we hit August... All the way to Labor Day, and maybe a little bit beyond, it'll be nothing. 
Just absolutely nothing. We'll start getting hyped over Bears hockey probably around, hmm, I'd say probably around September 12th when <laughs> that'll be, ah, training camp season will start up and we'll get all excited about that as well. So, sorry, just adjusting something here. Don't mind that sound in the background. So, I I gotta admit to everyone, I've been relatively busy over the past, uh, past couple, come on, stupid thing. City Your Pants Broadcasting at its finest. That I've been busy doing game overs and a few other things in my in my life right now. Thank God for game over because that's the way I've been pumping out hockey content for each and every one of you. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Zach Fish interview a couple weeks ago. That's been my highest rated down, downloaded episode. Zach was great to have on. I thank you for his time as we are slowly getting back to normal in the hockey realm. But you see what happened was, you know, on Saturday I had a very busy rehearsal at a rather big production that that I'm involved in. It takes up most of the day. And I knew we had the expansion stuff happening. The protected list was going to be submitted. And then this is being recorded on a Sunday you know, early Sunday morning, we get the protected list and everybody would whine, bitch, moan, criticize, and complain their favorite player wasn't uh, wasn't on the protected list. Either was or wasn't. The, the same thing happened with Vegas. But now everybody's wising up. It's, well, we can't just dump bad contracts on Vegas because, or Seattle, because oh, they might utilize them better than we did, which shows how bad GMs we actually were. Because, <laughs> no, Vegas didn't take those bad contracts and players that teams didn't want and turn them into a uh, dark horse Western Conference champion a few years ago. No, that didn't happen at all. So I'm watching this information go down. You know, I'm, I'm keeping my phone off on Twitter. And it's about 5 o'clock. I get done with rehearsals. And my my one friend's in our message group, they say, check Twitter. I went, what do you mean check Twitter? My buddy Joe, he says, just go look. I'm like, okay, this, this, this can't be good. So I pull up on Twitter. I don't have to get more than three tweets before I say this. The Toronto Maple Leafs have announced the hiring of Spencer Carberry as assistant coach. What? What? Huh? What? 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 But that, that, uh, what? That, what? Carbs is leaving. Father is leaving. Father, do not go. Who shall tend to the crops this year? Father. So Carberry's leaving after a a two year contract extension. Wait, can he do that? Well, technically, this is a promotion, so. Yeah, that can happen. So, yeah, this was rather big news that broke Saturday afternoon. I couldn't do an emergency podcast because I was way too tired uh, Saturday night. But, yeah, Bears Nation, Spencer Carberry, who was named the team's 26th head coach back on June 26, 2018, you know, after the disastrous season where everybody unfairly blamed Troy Mann for the team's shortcomings led the Bears to a club record. This is from HersheyBearsHockey.com. 
for a 104-59-8 record, go f- good for a 658 percentage record, guided Bears to a first-round win against Bridgeport, and had success with this with the teams in both COVID-shortened seasons. Over the Bears' guidance last year, the Bears went 24-7, 2-0, second-highest mark in the franchise's 83-year history. Again, they are not taking the pandemic into consideration. Uh, Giant Car Bears record at Giant Center last year was 14-1-2. They also had the lowest goals per game last year. Eighth in scoring. Uh, Carberry got his 300th professional career win against Binghamton. And wow. For his work, Carberry became the first head coach since John Paddock to win the AHL Outstanding Coach um, for the AHL. That basically means Coach of the Year in the American Hockey League. John Paddock in 1988, part of the legendary faux-faux-faux team, um, was the last uh, Bears coach to do it. He is the fifth coach in franchise history to get this honor, joining Doug Gibson, Chuck Hamilton, and the original Bear, Frank Mathers. Uh, Okay. Okay, th- this is a good amount to um, absorb and take in. Uh, Got to admit, didn't see this one coming. Really didn't see this one coming. Um, a lot of us Bears fans are excited because the band is getting back together next year. And we have Carter Cup aspirations in, in Hershey. I mean, granted, we always do. But this team really has something special. Like, the team last year, amidst a pandemic, which is becoming an endemic, but that's for other podcasts, um, and then Carberry was finding success with this team. His philosophy was well-liked among the fans because not a lot of people liked um, Troy Mann's style of puck possession and grade a shots it was way too it was way too fine-tuned for the fans shoot happy um attitude at giant center under carberry the bears registered a lot of shots i mean we even hit the 50 mark a couple times against binghamton Um, but that's also shows how offensively talented we were last year carberry was rather liked among the fans we liked him as well if it wasn't for this stupid great virus being able to travel and see him more, maybe get a word in on him. That's how I, I earned up a bit of a rapport with Troy Mann and why we liked him. He acknowledged the fans as well as, as the coach's side of it. And I think Carberry's that type of guy too. It's just circumstances. I wasn't able to get that out, see that much out of him. So, you know, good luck to him. You know, don't take this as me being a, Sour grapes, and should he have said no? No. Assistant coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hang around for a few years, and he'll probably end up coaching the team. (laughs) But for the Bears, it's a huge loss because a head coach is a guy that brings everything together. And a couple guys on this team have, have been with Carberry the past two years and would probably like to have him back. And I don't know who the Bears are going to bring in. I mean, there are a couple of candidates. I mean, maybe who's ever coaching down there in uh, in South Carolina. I should know who it is, but I don't. 
Actually, a quick check of Google showed Ryan Blair. I have no idea who that is. Currently the head coach down there in South Carolina. So um, bring him in. Um, I know there are fans who would love to see Patrick Weller uh, take over the head coaching gig. Um, Loved among the fans. I think he could, um, you know, really bring that hard-edged coach to this. I mean, that's what he was as a player. I mean, I don't know how much he is as a coach, but, you know, why not? Keep it in the family. That's what the Bears love to do. Some fans have asked if Barbecue Bruce is going to come back, but he's got his hands in the Hershey Cubs. Wait, that really sounded wrong. (laughs) I mean, he he owns the Hershey Cubs. He's going to have his time dealt away with that. So some fans might want it, but I don't think Barbecue Bruce is coming back. Um, And I wish I knew who else um, could be brought in amongst coaches. I mean, you want to talk about a heel turn? Bring in Scott Gordon. (laughs) He's not doing anything. Um, You're not going to get, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I wish I knew head coaches better, but I don't. And it's just one of those things we're going to have to wait and see and check press releases for because the Bears haven't been the only ones that have lost out on coaches this year. I mean, I think um, the new team in town, the Abbotsford uh, Canucks, are going to be looking for teams as well. Um, according to Patrick Williams, friend of the podcast, there are eight teams that have head coaching vacancies. Hershey, Laval, Manitoba, Providence. Um, actually, those are head coaching changes. Four, four teams only have the vacancies, as like I just said. Hershey, Laval, Manitoba, Providence. Lehigh, San Diego, Stockton, and Tucson had vacancies, but they were currently filled. So... Interesting times as we head into the summer, you know, Carberry, he went elsewhere, you know, I'm not going to turn down a guy, you know, or, you know, be upset about a coach going elsewhere. I mean, Brucey took his chance, what could have been back-to-back Calder Cup champions, turned that into a head coaching gig in Washington and proceeded to take that to uh, Minnesota and Anaheim. So... You know, unfortunately, like with players, the AHL is a place for coaches to cut their teeth and make a name for themselves. And Carberry's risen up from being an assistant there at Providence to taking the reins here in Hershey and being pretty darn good at it and turned it into an NHL gig. So, Spencer Carberry, it's nice having you around there, bud. I really think you you have a team here that could bring a championship and you helped bring that together and you brought Hershey out of one of its darkest years. I mean, yeah, sure. It's a little rough getting out of it, but he did. And the team was really good before the world shut down and he had a pretty darn good team during this shortened pandemic season. So we will see where we go from here. So head coaching vacancy, start updating your resumes. Just a word of warning, we have very high expectations here in Hershey because that's just the type of team that we are. It's like being the the uh, the dugout manager of the Yankees, except you don't have a Steinbrenner breathing down your neck. Ha! 
So, in the Bears-verse, we have had some signings since I last uh, talked to, to Corey. A few guys, you know, are coming back to the Bears. Um, first, Big Bad Beck Malenstein. It's Malenstein. I've been saying it wrong all these years. Um, the Capitals signed him to a one-year deal. Um, 20, um, 23 years old. Um, spent the majority of last year injured. Um, just basically took the summer to get better and get himself ready to go. And the Capitals signed him to a one-year two-way deal GMBM announced a couple weeks ago. Um, 20, 23 years old. Again, missed all of last year because of an Achilles tendon. 6'3", 200 pounds of beef. Um, I know the Capitals really liked him. Gave him a cup of coffee before the world shut down. He actually made his NHL debut. This from Hershey Bears Hockey as well. Uh, against the... The New York Rangers on November 20th, 2019, played three games for Washington as well. Um, so in his 120 games with Hershey, he has 14 goals and 17 assists. Um, for Beck, um, for him at least, this will be a chance uh, for him to kind of Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Establish himself and take a step forward. Like we saw Brett Leeson this past year really develop his game into a solid two-way winger, a scoring touch, getting some good passing in, especially when his teammate Alexi Protoss came in. I know I'm repeating myself, but that's what I saw out of Leeson. And I'd like to see Beck take those steps as well. And again, 6'3", 200 pounds of beef, especially since big and fast is the name of the game in the NHL right now. Just take a look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, there'll be a market for him. So, Beck, welcome back, and I know the fans will be glad to have you back as well. Up next, the Bears uh, re-signed McCoy Urkamps. Who? I have no idea who that is. Well, most Bears fans uh, don't. Uh, spent all the time in uh, in South Carolina last year. He helped the Stingrays get to the Kelly Cup Finals, registering one goal and two assists. The six foot one ninety six defenseman. Oofta. Um, um, this is basically a defensive depth uh, signing for them. Um, South Carolina gets a guy they can rely on. He was in Wheeling um, for before he came to Hershey as well. Urkamps, I wish I knew more about him. I do, but I really don't. He made his debut on February 14th versus Lehigh and appeared in 31 games with the um, South Carolina Stingrays last year, tallying four points, two goals, two assists, and 42 points. Wolf. Sounds like a stay-at-home defenseman for me. Um, good for the organization. Good for Urkamps. It's job security. The ECHL love to have him around. 
especially the Stingrays. Good to have you back there, Urkamps. Now, go have fun there in North Charleston, you crazy kid you. Um, two other big signings over the past week was we saw the return of Eddie! Eddie Whitgo. Yes! Big Eddie back on the defensive end uh, signed a one-year AHL deal with the Bears. 28 years old, formerly of the Springfield Thunderboids, um, had 19 games with the Bears last year, registering one goal and three assists. He appeared in 22 games during the 1920 season, had five goals and four assists, big stay-at-home defenseman, 6'4", and 225 pounds. Mm-mm-mm. Um, I love Eddie's play. I love big stay-at-home defensemen, and that's exactly what he is. In a year last year where you had Bobby Nardella and Alexander Alexiev overseas, Eddie's role was really depended on, and he really stepped up and did that. Of course, friends and teammates with Mike Scarbosa, really, really good signing for the Bears. We're going to need the defensive help we get, especially if February is going to be with the Capitals this year, plus... Um, Alexander Alexiev, the Capitals are going to want to watch him because with the expansion draft, <laughs> the Capitals could be losing some blue line guys. Of course, that's assuming they don't sign Ryan Sutter to a stupid contract. But, but anyway, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. This is about Eddie. This isn't about the Capitals. But I'm really glad to have Eddie Woodco back. I know he's a fan favorite. I love seeing him as well. And another big defenseman there on the back end. We got some more Bears news, including one other uh, big signing, and we finally have a home opener. We'll be right back. Woo! What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy, Neil Villapiano. Make sure you check out the Devils State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Ham or Porkroll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you, everyone, for your listening, your times, and your downloads, as always. So let's get right back into some of more of these signings as well. Because last week, at the time of this recording, the Bears teased a big signing. And I'm like, oh boy, come on. Be Matt Molson. Let's bring the captain back. Let's get him back for one more run. Because this team, you know, they need they need Molson back to really bring everything together. Even though the gif was of this player, I was kind of hoping it was going another way. But the Bears re-signed Kale Kessie to a two-year deal. The two-time winner of the Joel Recklish Memorial Bloody Fists Award. He he did win it this year. There was really no real contest. But Kale Kessie was signed to a two-year American Hockey League deal. At 28 years old, he played 21 games for Hershey, registering six points and 115 penalty minutes, the most any player in the American Hockey League. Mm-mm. Uh, he played in his 200th game again in the season opener uh, against Lehigh on February 6th. The 6-3-2-12 winger enters his third season with the Bears. He played in 24 games in the 1920 season, registering 
102 penalty minutes and had a real scary fight against Charlotte before the world shut down. He's made stops in Bakersfield, Cleveland, Colorado, Oklahoma City, Manitoba, and Hershey. Um, He has registered 35 points in his career and 603 penalty minutes, originally drafted by the Arizona Coyotes. So, at first, I was like, all right, Kessie's back. You know, Wilkes-Barre re-signed Belvare, and I know him and Kessie had beef. They... They got a little bit more hired muscle on Wilkes-Barre, and that was all because of Kale last year. Kale trolled them hard, scored a goal against them, had several fights. So it's no real surprise heading into a full season next year that the Bears, you know, brought back in the spirit of Joel Recklish and Dane Byers, a guy who is going to stand up for his teammates, you know, a guy who will throw fists. And I brought this up to my friends, and... They said, wait, why did the Bears re-sign him? And I'm like, well, why not? I mean, he's he's a physical guy. He can stand up for his teammates. You know, the Bears aren't going to get pushed around and all that. You know, old-time hockey. And my buddy Jesse said, is it really old-time hockey? Is it really? And I actually sat down and I thought about that. Like, I I always think back to uh, there is a hit that Martin February took. I think it was a game back in late April. It was against Wilkes-Barre. The whole game, you know, had that, you know, intensity and raw energy to it. There was a play where February at his blue line shuffled a puck up ice. I think a Boldini or Boldy for Wilkes-Barre comes up and just knocks him on his butt. It was a clean hit. Feviari had his head down, watching his pass. Uh, Baldini comes in, hits him, and he goes down. Okay, clean hit, good on him. Applied a little pressure, and Feviari got caught looking. In comes Kessie and just come over, drops the gloves, and just starts beating the tar out of him. Just starts fighting. Uh, Baldini tries to hang in with him, but ultimately just turtles, and that's the end of it. And sure... Like Gordon Bombay said in the Mighty Ducks 2, sure, there is a part of me that cheered, but this game's more about more than that. And yeah, there was a part of me that cheered because I thought the hit, you know, it looked bad. But when you went back and looked at it, you know, February got caught looking. That's what I said. And it got me thinking, in another time, in another space, nothing would have happened after that hit. Nothing. I mean, did Kessie need to charge over and start fighting him? I get it. It's Wilkes-Barre. They're one of our rivals. I get it. But back in the 90s, you know what would have happened? You know, in the so-called glory days of the, the, the last era of the enforcers of the 90s? You know what would have happened? Fiviari would have gotten up, adjusted his helmet, and we play on. Nothing would have happened come of it well what about those brawls of uh of ottawa and philadelphia what about those fights you know those those had scrappers in it yeah those guys eventually got called in like like not every situation in the american hockey league needs to go from zero to fight things escalate things pile up 
That's where rivalries come from. That's where these great games come from. You just can't go from zero to fight. And sometimes Kessie has the ability to do that. You know, and yeah, Kessie had some good games against Wilkes-Barre last year. Six points. Nice going. How's that going to translate into an 82-game season? Is Kessie going to be a healthy scratch because we got to play these young guys? We got a lot of young talent waiting in the wings. And are we going to set them aside just because of toughness and grit and, and fists? Are we going to do that this year? So that's just something I want fans to think about. I'm not downplaying the role of the enforcer. I like stuff like that. There is a place for it. But take a look at uh, Tom Wilson. As much as I despise him, he's grown his game when he's not knocking guys the hell out. He evolved into a, you know, a good middle six player who is annoyingly good against certain rivals, and stuff like that pays off. Like, if Kessie can develop his game and score key goals against Wilkes-Barre and Lehigh, I'll come on this podcast and say that I'm wrong. I'll gladly say that I'm wrong. He surprised me. He showed he wasn't just a guy who was going to fight the first person that looked at him cockeyed. But if that's the type of guy he's going to be, I'm sorry. This is not the day and age for it. You know, 30 years ago, he'd be a hero. Unfortunately, a zero-to-fight guy in the league, there's no room for that. I'm sorry. So I hope the best for Kale Kessie this season. And I think, I, I think, you know, he will be. Just we may not see him as much as we did last year. And finally, and I do mean finally, we have a date, ladies and gentlemen. We have you know, a finish line because the Bears teased it and it finally happened. We have our home opener Saturday, October 16th. The Bears return to Giants Center and they want to pack that place full of 10,500 people and we're, we're back, baby. We have a home opener. Well, who are we playing? I don't know. We just have a set date. So Saturday, October 16th. The home opener. Now, I want everybody to listen what I to what I just said. The home opener. The American Hockey League season begins f- Friday, October 15th. And it wouldn't surprise me, and this is just me, I could be completely wrong and the Bears start the season at home on October 16th. But it wouldn't surprise me if Lehigh has their home opener the 15th. The Bears play them and then return the favor on the 16th. A chance to get a lot of fans into both arenas because Bears fans will go to the Electrodrome. And I'd consider it as well. I really would. Bears fans would go to the Electrodrome. The Orange Army would gladly come back down I-78 to return the favor in mid-October. And that's what could end up happening. A friend of mine has thrown out we could have a 3-3 three and three that weekend and then play Wilkes-Barre that Sunday. It's a real possibility. I think that's pushing it for a home opener or an opening weekend. And who knows? The Bears scheduling could go back to no- normal. We could have an opening weekend, and then the next two weeks we're on the road. Disney on ice is a thing once again. Touring concerts are a thing once again. 
So going back to watching, you know, what availability is going to be at Giant Center. Yeah, that's back. You know, one of the things we took for granted over the past 17 months. But we don't know who it's going to be. We just have a date, October 16th. And as Ozzy Osbourne once said, Mama, I'm coming home and I'll be there opening night. And I hope to see all of you out there too. So that'll do it for this edition of the Grit and Barrett podcast. We're still in summer mode, ladies and gentlemen. We got some good August content scheduled for you. There will be a best of season one uh, put up there probably the first week of August because the first half of August, I'm going on vacation. Uh, We will have a lot of pre-recorded episodes, hopefully several pre-recorded that I can put in the tank. We'll have a schedule reveal. I'm thinking that's going to come down in August sometime. The top 11 games of the 2015-2016 season, that'll be out there as well. And who knows what else we will have to talk about as well. So thank you for your time. Listens and downloads, please continue to support the podcast by subscribing on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. Hang in there, everyone. We will see the Shire again, and we will see Giant Center again. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears! Show your good side to the world and get rewarded. Become a plasma donor at Griffles and receive up to $800 your first month. You'll help save the lives of millions of patients. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.